My bed is a spaceship. The Pirates of the Milky Way. Chapter One. Naomi Stinkbomb. Zoom, zoom, kaboom! Went the pirate ship as it blasted its cannons towards the two huge ships, which blocked the path out of the harbour. Captain Purplebeard then ordered his first mate to drop the anchor despite the ship sailing at full speed. Oi, oi, Captain! He shouted and released the metal chain into the water. The huge ship jolted and, for a moment, stopped as cannonballs from the other vessels spun in front of them. The pirate ship strained and then twisted round in full circle, smashing into the side of its enemy. Beneath the waterline, the pirate ship had a huge jagged metal spike which punctured the wooden hulls of their foes. As the pirate ship was about to circle for a second time, the strange first mate kneeled on his four kneecaps, as each leg had two, and released the chain of the anchor. They sped out of the harbour as the other vessels sunk. Neptune, nice! shouted Curtis, who was reading one of his favourite books. He then heard giggles around him. He realised that he was in his classroom and his new teacher had just walked into the room. He blushed and then put the book back in his bag. My name is Mr Copernicus, the teacher said and began to write his name on the board. Many of his classmates were still pointing and giggling at Curtis. Some were making paper planes and throwing them at him. He quickly ripped out some paper and after folding it, threw it towards a large boy called Rugby Rupert. Unfortunately, it missed and hit his new teacher on the nose. Who threw that? He asked. Silence. Who threw that? He asked again slowly. I, I'm sorry, it was me, said Curtis. I was aiming at someone else. What is your name? Don't tell him, Curtis, suggested his friend La, who was sitting next to him. Well, Curtis, said Mr. Copernicus, not a good start, is it? The whole class, apart from Curtis, burst out laughing. I need quiet. Now, said Mr. Copernicus, this is your last year at the primary school and it's time you all grew up. I will not tolerate childish behaviour. He looked around sternly at each individual, but his gaze lingered on Curtis. Now, at the end of last term, your teacher told you to write about your adventures that occurred during your summer holidays. So can I have a volunteer to share their work? A few hands went up, but Curtis ruffled through his bag instead. He had it somewhere. Will you keep quiet? Mr. Copernicus shouted at Curtis. Curtis put down his bag and pretended to listen to Melanie Madhair as she read about her trip to Blackpool and its roller coaster. She sat down and periodically winced as she had a plaster cast on her leg. Halfway through, Curtis put his hand in his bag and tried to search for his book. Suddenly he found it. Satin! Fantastic, he shouted, 
just as Melanie explained how she had broken her foot at the beach. Really, Curtis, Mr. Copernicus said. You are so close to being sent out. Curtis gulped and sat quietly. When Melanie Madhair had finished, Curtis's hand shot in the air. Mr. Copernicus looked at Curtis, but chose Snotty Simon instead. Curtis sat in his class with his head slumped in his hands and wondered if this lesson was the most annoying in the galaxy. His school was in Middlemance Manor in the middle part of England, which sat in the northern hemisphere of the third planet closest to a star called the Sun, which in itself shone from its position in the sort of suburbs of a galaxy that the inhabitants had called the Milky Way. Curtis's classmates continued reading out their essays on the most exciting places they had been to. Some talked about burger restaurants or museums. Rugby Rupert spoke about stadiums in London. Swatty Helen about a library in New York. And dancer Jess extolled the virtues of a shoe shop in Sudbury. Every time Curtis put his hand up to read, he was ignored by Mr. Copernicus. He was fed up. He shot his hand in the air again, but to his consternation, Mr. Copernicus chose Naomi Stinkbomb. He never chooses me, he said to his deskmate, Lanky La. Me neither, said La. Right, I'm splitting you up, said Mr. Copernicus, and wagged his large thin finger at them. Curtis, go and sit next to Naomi, and then you can apologize for interrupting her. But sir... No buts, just move. Curtis shuffled to the back and sat down to laughs from the rest of the class. Nobody wanted to sit next to Naomi Stinkbomb. He could not understand why Mr. Copernicus was being so nasty to him. Lee, Lars' twin sister, was chosen next. She spoke about going to visit her grandparents in China. Curtis shuffled uncomfortably in his chair. Stinkbomb tried to smile at him, but he was not in the mood. He sniffed the air, expecting to be poisoned by his new deskmate, but to his surprise, Naomi smelt of apple blossom. He wondered why her nickname was Stinkbomb. He could not remember, but there must have been a reason. La was next up, and he cleared his throat before he began. As he read through his essay, Mr. Copernicus became redder and redder. It was not that Lars' essay was about the same trip as his sister's, but it was word for word the same. Did you copy this? asked Mr. Copernicus. No. no. Lee and Lars said in unison, We worked, we on, worked it on it together. Lars gulped, feeling that he had done something wrong. Lee, as was her custom, just laughed sweetly. Curtis was getting bored, so he decided to read his pirate book. He took it out of his bag and placed it on his lap. Purplebeard was looking for his parrot that had gone missing on a tropical island. He thought he had been captured by the cannibals and was slowly stalking through a jungle up to the top of a huge volcano. As he got closer, the volcano began to explode. Curtis, it's your turn, said Mr. Copernicus. 
Curtis was oblivious and kept reading. A huge boulder landed at the captain's feet, but he just jumped over it and continued up the hill. Curtis, if I have to call your name one more time... Oh, sorry, said Curtis. Give me that book, demanded his teacher. Curtis reluctantly gave him his book and walked towards the front. His teacher seemed very angry, so Curtis tried to smile at him. By mistake, Curtis brushed by some books on the table and all the papers went flying. The class laughed. Mr. Copernicus scowled as he picked them up. You are this close to being in real trouble, Mr. Copernicus said, and showed his thumb and forefinger being millimetres apart. Curtis began somewhat quietly. Speak up, his teacher instructed. He cleared his throat and started again. He proudly told his story of how his grandpa had changed his bed into a spaceship and with his two toys had travelled to distant planets and stars. He had met creatures like Cedric the Snake and the Globus. He had even saved the legendary tree in the sea on the planet of Z. Mr. Copernicus was furious. Are you deliberately not doing the homework set? He asked. Um, was all Curtis could say. I am trying to teach you to be adults, which means responsibility, hard work, and doing what you are told. If you were in a job, you would be sacked. But, Curtis began, it was interrupted. Go back to your seat. Curtis sat back. Everyone seemed to be laughing at him again, all apart from Lee and La and Naomi. She smiled at Curtis and said, Well, I liked it. At that moment, Curtis noticed something strange just outside the window. What looked like a bunny rabbit was carrying a book in its mouth. Then he saw another bunny, also with a book. He could just make out the covers and thought that they had pictures of pirates on their fronts. More bunny rabbits with books hopped along. They stopped and smiled at Curtis. Each had two huge teeth like a saber-toothed tiger. One hopped through the classroom window behind Mr. Copernicus's back, snatched up his pirate book and leapt out again. Mr. Copernicus turned round to pick up the pirate book, but it had gone. Curtis, he asked, where is that book? A saber-toothed bunny just jumped in and took it, he replied. Curtis, go straight to the headmaster's office. You are in big trouble. <laughs>